Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Well, good morning, everyone out there in Real Presence Radio Land. We're happy to have you with us. I'm Jack Kennelly, and with me is my wife, Doreen, and we will be your hosts for the next two hours. And I think we've got a, a wonderful lineup of guests, and uh, well, it's certainly to be an interesting program, and we hope you stay with us for the entire time. And so uh, we're broadcasting from the uh, beautiful studios in downtown Fargo. It's a uh, a reasonably nice day here. It's uh, partly cloudy, but uh, uh, not too cold. It's uh, I think it's uh, probably above the above average for January. And uh, anyway, we're looking forward to uh, being with you. And uh, we will start with a, a little short prayer. Now, this is Wednesday, and uh, Wednesday is the day when uh, Fargo's abortion mill conducts their, uh, I guess we will call them procedures in order to be polite. And uh, we have a prayer for the protection of human life. God, our Father, you lovingly knit us in our mother's womb. Grant that each human embryo will be respected as a human being and not dismissed as a product to be manipulated or destroyed. Grant us the courage and conviction to be your voice for our sisters and brothers at the very earliest stages of their development and for all defenseless unborn children. Jesus, divine healer, Foster in those conducting medical research a commitment to finding cures in ways that respect those little ones and all your vulnerable children. Holy Spirit, grant us the wisdom to develop morally sound treatments for conditions now thought to be incurable. Help us preserve, persevere in defending human life while alleviating suffering. Show mercy to all who have cooperated in killing our tiniest brothers and sisters. Bring them and all who support destructive embryo research to true conversion. Grant them the ability to see the immeasurable dignity of all human beings, even in the first days of life. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name, through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And St. Hilary of Poitiers. Pray for pr- us. Pray for us. Yes, it is the, uh, the feast day of St. Hilary of Poitiers, or if you want to anglicize it, you could call him Portier. But uh, uh, he was a doctor of the church, but that's the extent of my knowledge of uh, St. Hilary, so uh, we won't be expounding on that any further. So, anyway, good morning, dear wife. <laughs> good morning, Jack. <laughs> so, um, we have with us, uh, as our first guest, we have Grace Claussen, who is with Collegians for Life at North Dakota State University here in Fargo. Grace, good morning. Good morning. We're happy to have you. And uh, you're, uh, I guess what we would call maybe the uh, the topic for today is uh, defending life on college campuses. But before we get into that, why don't you uh, uh, give us a little bit of an introduction uh, of yourself and tell us why you're here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am a junior at North Dakota State University, where I study broadcast journalism and political science. I'm a proud cradle Catholic, uh, having attended Catholic school, um, K-12, through 
And I um, am now the president of Collegians for Life, the pro-life club on campus, where I'm able to really um, encourage my fellow students to be pro-life. I am like, I, I call myself a crazy pro-lifer because um, I really try to incorporate the value of human dignity into everything I do. I'm actually really excited to one day go to law school to study law to um, hopefully help in overturning Roe v. Wade as a form of legislation in America and really just taking the legislative side of America by storm and incorporating uh, human dignity into every area of law and life. What a great goal. And we hope you can take the uh, legislative process by storm because uh, it certainly needs some work. I just learned this morning that uh, a bill has been uh, uh, sponsored in in North Dakota in the North Dakota legislature to to um, uh, overturn the uh, priest penitent uh, privilege in North Dakota. But my understanding is this is not the first time that that bill has come up, and it has been uh, I think it's either died or been defeated before. And let's hope it happens again. But anyway, we're getting off topic here on that one. <laughs> but I just had to unload on that one because it just kind of put me in a bit of a funk when I first saw that earlier today. So I feel better now. Thank you. Grace, how did you find your way to NDSU? Um, it was definitely a little bit of a Jesus moment. I uh, was looking at different uh, universities in my area. Um, I'm originally from Plymouth, Minnesota, and I really uh, wanted to find a place that was far enough away from home where I could technically be in a different state but still get some caribou coffee if I needed it. <laughs> um, and North Dakota was really that place. And it ended up just being God's divine providence that put me here. Um, I have really just been able to flourish, come into my faith here. The Newman Center uh, at NDSU is just um, more than I could ever have hoped for. So it's been really amazing to be here. Isn't it amazing how the um, the, college, the university itself uh, is open to the things that the Newman Center presents for the um, mm-hmm. students? Yeah, we just got approved to have student housing. Um, through the Newman Center, so people coming to campus can actually live at the Newman Center and potentially even register through the university system. It's amazing. Oh, that's excellent. Good news. Yeah, I think the the Newman Centers and, uh, you know, the focus programs, I think they're really important on our uh, our university campuses nowadays as far as trying to uh, <laughs> save the kids that are going there from, uh, from uh, becoming something other than Catholic. Yeah, yeah, we're really able to to infiltrate every corner of campus. Mm-hmm. That's so important. And then hopefully those those students that are that find their faith or enhance their faith at college will take it into the the world as they graduate too. All right, let's get yeah. back to the subject for which you're here, and that is um, to tell us a little bit about the group you belong to on campus, Collegians for Life. Who are they? Yeah, so Collegians for Life is a group of students um, dedicated to promoting the dignity of human life. Um, We do that by educating and stimulating our peers and our community in regards to abortion, infanticide, and euthanasia. Um, And we really want to help recognize the fact that each human life is precious um, from conception to natural death. Um, And we really want to foster a community of respect for human life and defending life in all areas. So how did you personally get involved in that. It sounds like you've always had a heart for life. You said you're proudly a cradle Catholic. I love that. Um, So what led you to become active in that particular apostolate? 
It was definitely a combination of things. Um, I have always been pro-life, um, and as I've grown in my understanding of what the pro-life movement is, I started to get really, really angry. What I was seeing on social media was an entire um, wave of people telling me that as a woman, I needed to be pro-choice, and that the only way to be a proper woman was to be for abortion or to have an abortion myself. And I was straight up, like, blood-boiling angry that this is the world that I was living in. Um, and so I started to fight against it. And I realized um, in my Catholic school, I'm very privileged that the pro-life club there was the biggest club on campus. Everybody was just as angry as I was. And we were able to go to the March for Life and do all these things. But coming to a secular campus, I realized I needed to surround myself with students who were like-minded and who were wanting to fight the same fight that I was wanting to fight. And um, Collegiate for Life was already established here, and I just kind of joined in and kind of got addicted to it. Um, we work with Students for Life of America, which is a national organization that helps us out in all sorts of ways. And through their social media posts, I found out we have a little club here on campus, and I just joined right in and never left. That's awesome. And it is, I love what you said in your awareness that it's important to surround ourselves by like-minded people, you know, to... Um, to create that support that we need to do the work. Yeah, you can't fight a battle on, on your own. Um, I have always been aware and learned about the other side of arguments, but I never got to engage with people who fully believed in abortion until I came to college. And it was interacting with these students where I was able to put faces to names and even friendships to these other sides of, of, of the pro-choice argument. Um, and really was able to interact with them. Um, but it kind of kind of hurt my heart that people actually believed in this, and that it was this was a reality that they wanted, um, and I needed the support of my fellow pro-life students, and that's what Collegiate Life was able to give me with support and a community. And isn't it import, important um, to have that starting point to see even the opposition as human persons as well, and and that we need to treat them with dignity in order to um, hopefully reach them and help them heal of that misunderstanding. Yeah, just because somebody holds a differing opinion than I do doesn't mean that they aren't worthy of respect. And if if you really are pro-life, then you can't just say it's just the babies um, that we need to protect. But no, it's, it's the people who I disagree with. It's the person in front of me in traffic that I'm crazy annoyed at. It's the person um, in front of me at the grocery store. It's, it's every person is created with uh, human dignity especially those who we disagree with. And so it's been amazing to engage with these students and really encounter them and hopefully help them feel their own dignity um, and engage them. So what, what kind of reception when you get side, outside of your circle of friends in, in Collegians for Life and you start uh, 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 confronting or encountering you know, the, the other side of this uh, whole thing, uh, what kind of reception do you, you you receive, or have you received? Oof. We've had some colorful colorful reactions to our organization. Um, one uh, one time we were tabling, and uh, people came barreling down the hallway, screaming at us, and it was it turned into a screaming match. Um, well, they were screaming; we were just trying to respond peacefully. Um, so it can get pretty aggressive sometimes. Um, one time we were tabling outside with a display about um, the medical process process that is abortion. And the um, university actually sent out an email saying, with a trigger warning, saying, um, be careful if you walk on this area. Like, you might be triggered because it's a person talking about abortion. But then when I walked to the union later that day, Planned Parenthood was there, and I didn't get a trigger warning. So the university and the campus is definitely um, 
a fight. They definitely um, don't like us very much, but we're not going anywhere. That's for sure. Okay. What uh, trigger warning? That's a new term for me. I've been off campus for a long time. Uh, is that something that might trigger you uh, uh, emotions on your part or something? Um, yeah, so if you were to be the recipient, like if, you're, if someone were to hand you a trigger warning, it would be, hey, by the way, like if you see X, Y, or Z or you hear A, B, and C, you might have an emotional response. It might bring up some past trauma or it might just um, like really like hurt you emotionally. So be mm. careful so you don't go over there or so, just be aware. So it's actually like the Amber Alert, like you get, do you get it on your cell phone or how do, how do you receive those? Um, Warnings. This is just an this is just an email like oh, letting okay. us know that um, it was just like a tagline or an email. Hey, by the way, this club is going to be here and doing it. You can oh, also okay. see trigger warnings a lot of time on Facebook posts if they're talking about something more graphic. Let's say TW in the top quarter with some little colorful emojis. Like, hey, by the way, if you keep reading, you might get upset. So, and so that's what the university was telling us: is hey, if you keep walking this way, you might get upset by these pro-lifers. Oh. And it might also attract them to you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it definitely mm-hmm. brought more people, sure. the, more people's attention on us than anything else. Sounds like a good place to put up a hot chocolate stand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Well, that, that, that's interesting. Yeah, welcome to the campus. But I, yeah. I, I guess, though, the fact that they actually let you set up, uh, you know, is to the credit of North Dakota State University. So I don't want to be too snarky with them. Yes, I'm very grateful that they let us exist and they've been very... Um, besides those just few isolated incidences, they've been um, fairly accepting and just willing to help us exist. Um, but we, we by no means like jump any major hurdles. Um, we're able to exist just like the the hammocking club or anything like that. No, when you had this group of people, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, come down to try to confront you, uh, is that another campus organization or is that just kind of a loose knit group of uh, people that are just kind of looking out to, to cause some trouble? Um, the well, my understanding of that specific situation, but also just other instances I've had, is that the Women's Activation Organization um, is the feminist group on campus, and they, um, one of their members saw our booth, texted all of the fellow their fellow members in the club, and then so some, and then they texted me with more friends. Oh. So it's partially this Women's Activation Organize or activist organization, and then partially just people who were extremely pro-choice, oh. and it's like perfect storm of um, friends and clubs combining. Sure. So um, we're coming up on a break here in just a little bit. After the, after the break, we're going to be um, asking about kind of the flip of that. We've got passionate people on both sides. And then there, then there are always then another group that is difficult to reach is the, um, is the uh, group that is apathetic. And so after, after the upcoming break, we'll, we'll talk about those who... Are apathetic. Yes, so stay with us. We're talking with Grace Claussen, who is a uh, the president of Collegians for Life at NDSU, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 
or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. For me, it was just a question of, okay, put aside all of your preconceptions, your Protestant judgments, and, and come to it with an open mind. And once I did that, I started to recognize there was a whole bunch of scripture, as, as a Protestant scripture was the bellwether for everything, that I had never looked at in, in the way the Catholics did. In fact, I think there were scriptures that I had felt like I'd never even seen before. I'm like, what? Where did that come from? And uh, so then as, as the fog was lifted, I think the biggest thing that happened for both of us is that we recognized we no longer had to have all of the answers. There was a magisterium in place, and I can spend my entire life living contentedly in the Catholic faith and never stop learning and never have to have all the answers because mm. the church has them. And if I have a question, I can find it out. The Catholic faith brought us complete peace. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to this segment of Real Presence Live. We're talking with Grace Claussen, who is the president of Collegians for Life at uh, NDSU, North Dakota State University here in Fargo. And my name is Jack Kennelly, and with me is my wife, Doreen, and we're going to be your hosts so, Grace, you're still there, and so let's take it up again. So at the end of the first segment, we talked about confrontation and, um, and how, you know, how you can effectively engage other people, other students on campus. And, um, and then I asked um, if we could talk a little bit about what you do with those people that have grown apathetic about this incredibly important issue that has to do with the dignity of the human person and respect for all life. Yeah, um, I think a going theme on a lot of college campuses is that this is the most selfish, we're told this all the time, is that college is the most selfish time um, that you're ever going to get. And I hate that quote oh so much because how terrible that you're going to spend four years just thinking of yourself. But I think it's a mindset that the majority of students settle into. So for every that we get um, pushing back in, in a in fiery and passionate against us or with us. Um, there's at least a dozen who just simply don't care. And it's been um, very interesting to try and push back and really um, prove to them that not only is abortion the greatest humanitarian crisis of our time, but that it um, impacts them directly. And in my conversations with people, I found that there's a statistic um, that one in four women either know someone who's had an abortion or have had an abortion themselves. And that's a very personal statistic. It's a very real thing. And when I bring that up in dialogue or in conversation, um, it can kind of take people uh, back. Because when I think about my own friends, my own life, my own circle of people, I definitely know those who have been directly impacted by abortion. And now, because they are in my life, I've been directly impacted by it. 
and really um, by creating this personal um, story with abortion and attaching ourselves to it, we're able to get um, directly involved and realize that it doesn't practice directly and try to fight that apathy that's so common. Thank you. Um, so are there are there particular ways in which you address the apathy? Or, you know, I hate to say techniques, but um, is it, you know, just involving them, showing an interest in them, um, inviting them into conversation? Or uh, is it, you know, through programs that you, and special events yeah. that you offer, or all of the above? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Um, like, in order to... Uh, remind someone that the dignity and value of the unborn, you really have to remind them of their own dignity and value. So a college campus, if you haven't walked through in recently, it's students heads down, not making eye contact, walking as briskly as they can as to not uh, engage with anybody around them. So um, we like to jump out in the sidewalk. Um, I a really poignant question like, hey, um, how do you feel about Roe v. Wade? So maybe they're like, oh, um, oh my gosh. And they have to come out with an answer. And really um, stopping them in their tracks to engage them there has been a really great way to engage, I guess, um, your average university student. And then for even those um, in our own organization or those who are pro-life, we have been able to do some really cool things. We work with the Women's Care Center here in Fargo sometimes. We have them come speak with us. We um, are able to engage with them. Um, And then um, every now and then, um, the Students for Less of America hosts conferences or will let us host speakers so we're really able to create dynamic events um, with community-based and then national organizations um, to hopefully engage our members and make them see uh, not only the local impact of abortion, the local impact that their opinions can have, but also the national impact. Very good. <clears throat> wow. Um, that's far-reaching. <laughs> that's excellent. Um, okay, getting back to jumping out on the sidewalk to the, to the students, um, you know, you're kind of in, trying to engage them in, in a dialogue. Are there other... Um, you know, you mentioned, what do you think of Roe v. Wade? Do you have do you have other hook lines that you use to engage them in that dialogue? Oh, yeah. It's usually questions um, that are, um, that they have to say something about. It's, hey, do you want to talk about Roe v. Wade? Because then they'll just say no and keep walking. It has to be a question um, that's like straight to the point. So I think I've asked, um, do you believe life begins at conception? And then they are like, like either will say something super awkward and try to skirt around me or they'll be like yeah i do i'd be like oh my gosh great let's talk about it or they say no i don't i believe it begins after birth and then we talk about oh like why do you believe that and i really try to um, let them speak understand where they're coming from and then respond in a way um, to help them understand my perspective yeah it's so easy to to live life kind of in a blur and never stop and consider you know, where did you come from? <laughs> or, you know, what, what, you know, those important questions about our existence. Great. How, yeah. Do you have any interesting stories to share about entering into dialogue with um, a particular person? I'm kind of putting you on the spot because that wasn't in the notes and it's okay um, if you don't. <laughs> every time, every time that I have engaged with someone, um, I would like to think that it's memorable just in the way that I feel like I've learned a lot from where I come from. Um, it's really interesting because oftentimes I'll stop people that I know or that I have like kind of sort of know from that one class at one time, or we always sat next to each other in the dining center, but never really spoke. Mm. Um, so I'm really just able to uh, create a face and a name and a personality and also a friendship behind um, the other side and really just understand them more as people, as individuals who are 
um, what I actually found was super interesting was that the majority of people who are pro-choice aren't pro-choice because they hate babies. They're pro-choice because they want what's best for women. And I also want, as a woman, I, just as a person, I also want what's best for women. Um, and so I'm able to understand where we disagree, why we disagree, and then hopefully like, hey, this is why I think my you might really like my idea or why you're you're not really understanding the fullness of what's going on here. There's another level. Let's look at that. So um, you find that common ground, which is the truth that, yeah, <laughs> they want the same thing you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's definitely like they're, I, I, I'm by no means the most articulate, apologetic person when it comes to this. I've had my fair share of bumbling moments, that's for sure. Um, but I'm learning through it and I'm hopefully able to, and then learning from other people while I do it. I would guess that you probably have found that there is a broad spectrum of the uh, pro-choice term where it seems like, you know, when you watch the, the, the media uh, that everybody who is pro-choice is in favor of abortion up to and probably even including after birth, when in fact there are people who might identify themselves as pro-choice who would say, no, I don't think that there should be any abortions after the first trimester. There are others who would say the second trimester, and there's other who would say, well, during the third. You know, you know it, it, it's not a real uh, bright line kind of uh, boundary that you're dealing with. Yeah, for sure. And I think North Dakota plays a great role in being a great example of like the middle American, um, right? We're kind of, especially Fargo is a city, there's a lot of rural impact here too. Um, and we're really able to understand kind of what the average American thinks. And a lot of them aren't these crazy extremists. They're more just like, yeah, I don't, I just think after a certain point it would be wrong. And then, um, yeah, none of them really do follow this bright line, really a progressive idea of through birth. You know, I haven't really, I haven't, I've never actually met someone who thinks abortion at every stage should be allowed. Yeah, and, and I think that gives you kind of a, a, an area of common ground to work from. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's um, it's a lot easier to convince someone that um, they, they essentially just picked an arbitrary deadline uh, for when life can begin and when it uh, then as opposed to it changing an entire mindset. Now you go ahead, Dreen. You had a question. Looks like oh, we, if you're continuing on this one, that's fine. No, I was going to. Oh, okay. Segue to something else. Yes. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to do too. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> segue right. away. All right. Um, when you first began uh, sharing your story with us, Grace, you talked about um, finding Collegians for Life on campus because your heart is so much um, into the pro-life movement and, and the dignity of the human person. Um, and we talked about how community is essential. Can you, can you share some ways in which the members of Collegians for Life help each other and encourage each other in this work? Because it can be exhausting yeah, it's it's um, it's really amazing to have such a, a dedicated organization of great people. My support system, the fellow officers who help run the club, and the members are just um, outstanding. Because on those days where you're having really tough conversations, it's really nice to not be the only one standing there. It's really great to have a buddy standing next to you, either having the same conversation um, with the, with the other person and able to back you up, help you when you're falling. Um, come back with a stronger point, or even just if you, even if you're having separate conversations with separate people, um, knowing that if something were to go wrong, or just even after this conversation, you're able to come back and be together at our club organizations. We're able to answer each other's questions 
um, and support each other in those ways. But most importantly, share victory stories mm. uh, as we look forward into what the future might look like in the pro-life movement. It can look a little dark and it can be really scary. But um, this organization gives me a lot of hope. And I think hope is a, a word that we're going to carry through for the next few years because um, for every terrible conversation, there's usually a good one, too. Um, and even like actual victory stories. Um, I most recently had a friend in a crisis pregnancy and I was able to turn to my organization and go, hi, can we help out my friend? And we were able to. And now I'm able to um, share baby photos and life updates of this little boy who we helped support mm-hmm. in, into coming into the world. And so these victory stories really do bring hope and really help us remember why we're, fo- why we're fighting and who we're fighting for. Oh, what a great story. Um, and it makes it so real, doesn't it? The yes, yeah, yes. Um, Grace, if there are people listening, um, perhaps some NDSU students, uh, how can they become a member of Collegians for Life? It's some, if it's something that you've stirred in their heart by listening to our program. Today? And do and do you have to be Catholic? No, you don't. Collegians for Life is a um, non-religious organization, so you can be um, an atheist, you can be a Muslim, you can be. A Lutheran, a Catholic, a spaghetti monster believer, um, but you are more than welcome in our organization. And if you would like to join or you just want to know more about us, we are on Facebook and Instagram as NDSU Collegians for Life. Or you can shoot me an email, grace.clausen, K-L-A-S-S-E-N, 26 at gmail.com. Oh. NDSU Collegians for Life. Come find us. Yes. And do you have to be a college student? What if you're a young adult and you want to be part of this group? For Collegians for Life, you have to be an NDSU enrolled student. But just to get involved in the pro-life movement, um, Students for Life of America has all sorts of different local organizations based in the community um, and in cities. So the Students for Life of America website is going to be your place to find your little community bunch. Okay. We're we're up against the the, the break, Grace, and so we're going to have to end our discussion here, but we certainly thank you for being with us today. We've been talking with Grace Clausen, president of Collegians for Life, at NDSU. And up next, their dads united in prayer. Find out more about this local men's group in our next interview on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.